I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another edition of the Artist Spotlight podcast. I'm Chip Freund, and today we are joined by Heather Eck. Heather is an abstract artist based in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Without any further ado, Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You were one of the first ones to come to mind that I wanted to reach out to because you and I have traded um, you know, messages on social. We, we clearly have an affinity for each other's art. So you know, hopefully we'll be able to do this face-to-face one day soon. That'd be awesome. But uh, in terms of the podcast, it's all about the five questions. Uh, and we'll just sort of roll through these. And, you know, if we go off on a rabbit trail, that's fine. Um, and uh, with that, uh, the, the first place I like to start is what is your earliest memory of making art of any kind? Um, so this is a kind of a funny story. It has like, um, it's one of those stories that we tell around the holidays in my family because it was so important. I guess when I was, I had to have been probably three or four because my sister is three years younger than me. And I was sitting at this little table with a watercolor book. Remember that you dip your brush in the water and then the color would appear. And, um, my sister was in a walker. So she's kind of toddling around and she bumped my table and spilled my water all over my book. And it was the first expletive that I used as a three-year-old. I won't say it here, but it was something like, she spilled my blank, blank water. (laughs) And I guess at that point she had sort of ruined my masterpiece. And um, that is the earliest story that I have of my art making. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I love those kinds of, you know, pieces of, of you know, going back into uh, the memories and reliving them. Because I was right there with you when it happened. Thank you. So uh, first, tell me a little bit about what your current media is, and then really what brought you to that current media and why? Sure. Um, so I'm an abstract artist. I use primarily um, acrylic paints, Um, heavy texture, um, some gold leaf, um, and canvas for the most part. And um, I started painting, I want to say about three or four years ago. And this was after a very long absence um, from creating art. Um, Most of my life, I guess, when I was younger, I painted and drew and was very, very creative and then moved into the professional world. So worked with a spiritual teacher and she sort of reminded me very, she, she did remind me that art was really like my passion, my, my gift. It was something that I really enjoyed. And I sort of just tucked away for a while. So um, when I made that return, it was really like, I just need to get my hands on paint. And so when I first started, I was doing a lot of paint pouring um, and just sort of exploring what that felt like and really kind of getting my hands, you know, dirty in the paint and feeling, what is it that I really want to express and how do I really want to do it? And so that was initially kind of how I made my return back to art. And now I've moved more into um, painting and sort of gestural brush strokes and really expressional, you know, like, um, abstract expression it's emotional and and kind of um it bounces back and forth between like really abstract to some figurative 
um, things too. So that is, that's kind of the quick story of where I, it's my work has sort of evolved from already. Well, cool. I'm always interested in where that arc goes for each artist and, and how it evolves. Mm -hmm. From what I've seen on, on social media, you are, are very much into the uh, sort of the spiritual side and how does art and color really influence our lives and, and, and become a, a healing tool effectively, mm -hmm. as, as I understand it. So I think this next question is going to be very interesting to hear is, you know, what inspires your art? Where does your art come from? Um, so I love that question. So I'm really inspired by color. Number one, color has always played a really large role in my life. I remember being young and being attracted to color and really wanting to move color into my, my bedroom. I was always like wanting to redecorate my room and bring in different colors. And I would kind of fluctuate between wanting my room to be all black and white and then wanting it to be all like, so like my dress, you know, so many colors that it's a little, um, you know, wild um, and free. And so um, when I kind of made this return back to art, I was really fascinated by where color showed up for us and how we're attracted to color and how we're repelled by certain colors and how we decorate our home with colors and what it all means. And so I really started to dig into the chakra system and trying to understand these energy centers that govern our emotional and spiritual and physical bodies and how they play a role in how we show up every day and how we live our lives and where we feel really fulfilled and healthy and strong. And then maybe where we feel like there's a lack of, or an imbalance of something. Um, I remember, you know, watching movies, two movies come to mind. One is um, the sixth sense um, with Bruce Willis that came out years ago, but I remember specifically paying attention to the color that was used throughout the movie to indicate certain things. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it was, I think it was red in that movie where whenever you saw red in the film, it was an indication that, you know, Bruce Willis's character was, um, not living there. And then I remember watching Schindler's List, which was primarily black and white, but then there's that infamous little girl in the red coat. Um, and it's the only piece of color that you see. And that's so symbolic. And there's so much meaning in the color red. Um, and so the, the, you know, there are the chakra systems and there are, um, you know, the colors that we wear. And I, I started to understand that when we, when we put color on our bodies, when we put color in our homes, we are communicating something with that color. And so the, you know, if I am wearing a yellow shirt today, it might mean that I am trying to sort of minister to myself or, or say to myself, I am firm in my identity. I feel confident in who I am. It is safe for me to be exactly who I am. And I'm wearing that color to say that to me, but then I'm also wearing that color to say it to you. Um, and so I started to really like fall in love with how color really is a huge um, symbolic medium for, for messages and um, information about our lives that maybe we didn't know was there before. Um, and so one of the, the ways that I like to incorporate color through my processes 
to meditate and connect to his Holy Spirit, God, universe, whatever, you know, medium is coming through to me, but then I'll receive messages about what those colors mean. So Hmm. if I really feel strongly that I'm going to do a commission for somebody, I'll meditate on their picture or on just, you know, who they are. And I will intuit, you know, three to four colors for that person. And then each color has meaning for them. Um, And it tells me something about them. So um, most recently I did a commission for somebody and the colors green and white and gold and pink came through. And so for me, I associate green and pink with the heart chakra, which is about unconditional love. The green is about unconditional love for the self. And the pink is about the universal unconditional love or the love that we share um, between each other and just our um, ability or desire to strongly connect to people and love them without conditions. Um, and so as I did that piece for her and I'm thinking about it and all these ideas and thoughts are coming in, I'm capturing them and creating a video for her about what the piece means and what I was receiving about the colors and how they might relate to her. Um, and it's always a little nerve wracking too, because I'm thinking, Oh, I hope this resonates. You know, for me, it feels (laughs) really like, yeah, this feels great. I'm, you know, I'm getting all these ideas and I'm, sometimes it makes me emotional and, um, I'm writing it down and then I share and I'm like, okay, I really hope that this feels good to you. You know, I want this piece to be in your home and I want it to decorate your space and look wonderful, but I also want it to, every time you look at it, be reminded that you are infinitely loved and you are unconditionally loved and it's okay to love yourself that way too. Um, and so the response that I got back was, I can't believe how spot on this was for me. I've always struggled with unconditional love. I always felt like that wasn't possible for me. And you've kind of given me, you know, permission to every time I look at this piece to just go, I'm, I'm great just as I am. And I love myself just as I am. Um, And those kinds of reactions to the color and the energy and the emotion behind it for me are what make me just, you know, fall in love with color all over again. That's a pretty powerful story. Yeah. Um, You've mentioned commissions a few times in there. How much of your work is commission versus um, just what you're inspired to make? Um, So it's so funny because I just kind of within the last week or two started to think about all of my work as commissions and in the way that I believe that the, you know, well, the work is intended for somebody, right? There's always an emotional, spiritual connection to the piece that I've created, whether it's created for you specifically, or it's created because it's what I just felt like creating that day. I I feel like it is going to find the right person when the right person calls for mm. it. Um, and so I just kind of started to think about all the work being that commission name, but um, right now it's probably about 50, 50, the work that I create in the studio and then the work that I create for other people. So when you just created on your own it's effectively a commission but you just haven't met the person yet (laughs) exactly yeah yeah I made this for you I just haven't found you yet (laughs) oh I love that I love that. me too um one of the other things related to this where does the art come from question uh, I like to uh, get a feeling from each artist is how does your emotional state play into it there are some artists that use their art to sort of process their emotions There are others that use it as a a way to sort of escape. 
right? Go into this sort of Zen place and push all of the stress and horribleness of the day aside. Um, and for me, I have to be in a place of calm um, and connected to, to nature because, as you know, most of my work is, is uh, landscape and nature inspired. Mm-hmm. I've got to be in a fairly, you know, calm, cool place mentally to make it happen. If I'm agitated, if I'm out, got too many things in my head, I can't get in the headspace to go make art. Mm-hmm. How about you? Where, where does that uh, emotional state fit into your art making? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think just because of the nature of who I am, I try to stay, you know, optimistic, positive in a, in a happy, joyful place. I have painted very rarely when I'm not there. Um, but I have noticed a, a difference. There are a couple pieces behind me that I painted when I was feeling frustrated or I was feeling a little, um, the word of the year for 2021 is languishing, you know, um, that place where you're like, it's Groundhog's Day. Um, so I do, I have let myself kind of play in that space a little bit and see what comes out. And it definitely feels um, a little different. And I, I've been trying to get more comfortable with that place. Um, that would, Maybe the shadow side, right? Where you're like, it's okay to be unhappy. It's okay to feel frustrated and, and see what comes out of that. Because I think in order to find the healing, you have to find the wound, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's that place that feels kind of, oh, but there's also a way through that, that leads to the, you know, the light at the end mm-hmm. of it too. All right. All right. Cool. The, uh, the next question takes us into, uh, you know, you're sitting down, imagine yourself sitting down with a new artist. They've just really begun to find themselves artistically. What advice would you give them starting out? Oh gosh. You know, I think about this a lot because when I first started painting, I felt like I was Um, like alone in the process of just rediscovering where art was fitting in for me. And so somebody said to me, just paint, like build, build a volume of work um, and just kind of start to let the steam out a little bit and see what comes up. And I, I feel like I'm still an emerging artist. I'm still trying to establish my style and see what kind of um, pieces show up in the work and what is my signature signature way of doing it. So I would say to somebody, just allow yourself the freedom to make the art that you want to make. My um, art coach Thea says this too, just I give you permission to make the work you want to make. Um, And don't worry about making work that you want to, you know, that you think will sell. Don't worry about making them the art that you think will be most marketable. Just get into that space and commune with your work and make whatever it is that wants to come up and let it come out and let it be what it is. Um, and I think from there, you really get um, to dig into the kind of artist that you are and the kind of work that you want to make. And, and then from there, I think you evolve into a style that feels authentic to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, uh, as a photographer, I have folks coming to me of, you know, how do I get to be a better photographer or a more artistic photographer? And my message is much the same. of Just get out and shoot. But the follow on is then go back and just set aside the ones that you that you like. And then the next step is figure out why. Mm. What is it about that that drew you in? Is it the composition? Is it the color? Is it the subject matter? What is it that just speaks to you that you feel good about on that one? 
then go do more of that. I love that. I love, I think that's so important. I've been playing with the why a lot lately and trying to figure out what is it about making this piece that felt so good or why is it that I'm attracted to this one corner of this piece? Mm. What is it? Why is that color standing out to me? Um, I love that. It's so important to look at the why behind something. Yeah. And if you, to be sort of a, a growing and purposeful artist, I think you've got to get to the why. Uh, because that's what's going to then take you to the next thing and help mm -hmm. you grow. It doesn't mean that you're going to keep doing the same thing. Hopefully we all grow and keep changing. Um, but um, that, I think it's interesting how that our two approaches are, are, are similar in that. For sure. Uh, and the, the last thing, and this is the, the one I, I think is somewhat the funnest is, you know, what artist would you have other people go check out? Right. You know, somebody you maybe you just discovered them. Maybe it's somebody you've admired for a long time. They could be living. They could be dead. Just, you know, somebody that, you know, is on your mind that you think, you know what, everybody should go check out this. Yeah, person. I love this question. And I was um, thinking about it a lot this morning because. I'm on Instagram. That is the primary place where I love to go and just check out what are other artists doing. And there's such a, an awesome community of people there who share ideas and tips and just their work um, in such amazing ways. So there were three artists specifically who I kind of make it a point to go check out what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is Julia Badeau. And uh, she is a German artist, but she's based out of Seoul. And she creates these really saturated, um, abstract expressionist pieces. And they're just really vibrant and fun. And she kind of has a similar approach to me in that she wants her work to be perceived as joyful and to fill the space with color. And so I love, I love watching her work. She does a lot of videos too. So it's fun to watch her technique. Um, and she uses a lot of drips and I just love drips and the way they cascade down the canvas. Um, and then there's another artist named Marianne Nielsen, who's based out of Canada and, um, similar approach. She's, it's very, her work's very emotional and expressive and, um, lots of really gestural brush strokes. And I just really like her use of, of color, but her compositions, just feel really good to me for some reason. I just love to check out what she's doing. Um, and then the third person is actually Lisa Ridgers. And she is um, from England, but she moved to the US when she's 22. And now she's in Ohio. Um, and she does, she's inspired by the desert and the ocean. And so her work is um, like abstract landscapes, but they're very soothing, calm colors. So Kind of going back to that, I want my bedroom to be black and white or really colorful. I love the, the really soothing colors and then I love the really vibrant colors. So those are the three folks that I love to, to check out on the regular. Well, cool. Well, thank you for those tips and thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice to chat with you. This has been another episode of the Artist Spotlight Podcast. Again, I want to thank Heather Eck for her time today. You can learn more about Heather and her artwork at heathereck.com. I'll also link in the show notes to each of the artists that she's referenced that we should all check out. And with that, I will leave you for this week and tune in next time when we get to hear from a talented wood artist by the name of Tom Terrell. Thanks so much for listening.
Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipfreundphoto.com slash blog. And you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen.